Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Tonight's episode is... The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, directed by Frank Parr. Story by David Weiss, teleplay by Judith and Garfield Reeves Stevens. Um, didn't they do something really bad? Like, didn't they do, like, uh, they did a shitty episode, if I recall. Uh, oh, fuck, was it the Nostromo one? Or no, no, it was Perchance to Dream, maybe? I'll see. I like Perchance to Dream, I thought. So we, def- we deferred there. But they did... Dreams and darkness, fire That's it. from Olympus. I don't think we've seen those. Oh uh, no, dreams and darkness we saw already, but fires in Olympus. What, what, uh, if that's what you said, right? Uh-huh. Something like that. That yeah, that's that's near the end of the season of the first season. Anyways, I remember them not being a good duo, but David Weiss has some good story cred underneath his uh, Batman filmography. He did. Um, he did the Clock King. And yes, which so I love. Smart. Did... Why aren't you rich? Which is coming up soon, which is a great episode in which we finally get the Riddler. You're so excited for the Riddler. I really like the Riddler. I, I just like I like riddles. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think that's kind of fun shit. And I, wow. I've always I, I even like the uh, the terrible 1966 Batman riddles like from the Riddler, which shit didn't make sense. Listen to these riddles. Tell me if you interpret them as I do. One, what has yellow skin and writes? A ballpoint banana. Right. What? You know, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. All right. Well, this episode was released October 29th, 1992. It was a weekday. And then went primetime February 28th, 1993. Wow. So once again, this was a weekday first, primetime second. Usually when they go primetime, it means that they uh, that they feel like it's worth it, right? Well, this one is definitely worth it, Steve, because this one has four of Batman's rogues in it. We uh. have Hugo Strange. The Joker, Two-Face, and the Penguin. They all make uh, an appearance. Obviously, Hugo Strange is the main villain. That's probably the most interesting thing about this episode. Wikipedia says, After a prominent judge is injured during a struggle with some thugs, demanding money from her in exchange for a strange tape. Strange tape. I see what you did there, Wikipedia. Bruce Wayne decides to take a trip to Yucca Springs, a resort where the judge had vacationed and consult Dr. Hugo Strange, a psychiatrist. Wikipedia, I'll correct you there. I think it was like Yucca Springs Health Resort. Bruce soon learns that Strange has invented a machine that extracts people's darkest secrets from their minds and transfers them to videotape. Videotape, Steve, VHS, the best, the best format. (laughs) And now Strange has proof of Bruce's secret identity as Batman and plans to auction it to you know I thought it was Gotham's funny um, prominent crime I'm not done talking hang on I'm still reading this shit <laughs> <And> plans <laughs> I might leave that one in <laughs> and plans to auction it to three 
<laughs> and plans to auction it to three of Gotham's prominent crime bosses. I wonder who those people are. I wonder too. Uh, Steve, it has some notes here. Based on the comic stories, The Dead Yet Live, and I Am the Batman from Detective Comics number 471 and 472 of August and September of 1977 by Steve Englehart. Another note here from Wikipedia says, Doctor Strange's scheme in this episode was similarly used by the Riddler and Batman Forever. So once again, Batman Forever is taking content from this show and using it in their uh, their movie. The other thing was um, Two-Face being distracted by Batman throwing a bunch of coins at him. Homage. Homage, yeah. Or they've just, whatever writer it was, was watching, you know, because he had... A, no access to comics at the time because he was like so busy and comics are you know stupid so in 95 he was like or 94 94 when he was writing it or 93 when he was writing it he was like you know fuck it i'll just throw on this anime tv show it'll help it's like cliff notes i'll go to the two-face episode oh that's a good one you know <laughs> It was exciting to see all uh, three villains together. I didn't really think all of Hugo Strange as... Well, Strange isn't like... A, he was like trying to s scam, maybe, or, you know... Use oh, the other I see. Villains. Okay. Within the context of the narrative, yeah, he's not a rogue. Yeah. But it's like, but he is a, like an ancient rogue from like Batman's like history and comics, like from like mm -hmm. 1940 or something like that. Uh huh. They don't really use him a lot in the show. I think they use him one other time. But yeah. No, they don't. And he's used um incredibly well in the Arkham games. Uh yeah. So I don't. I'm not too familiar with it because I didn't play the Arkham games. I think he's in Arkham City. He's the main. He's the big bad of Arkham City, and it is awesome. And it really shows how like Hugo Strange could be a fantastic, uh, baddie. I did not really remember this episode too much as a uh coming into it like after maybe five minutes i was like oh yeah i remember this episode and and i don't didn't really like this one i would i'll just say that out out there from the beginning and it like had like a few fun ideas i think that's basically all it was was like they had this idea like what if somebody finds out that bruce is batman and tries to you know auction it off to the villains and having the villains mm -hmm. come together and all be like a functioning unit and you know is kind of a fun idea at all but it just was like even for a 20 minute show it didn't work for me it was like they didn't have enough of of a story to it what did you think yeah i guess um it's not it's not a great episode i did like this as a kid i do remember this one from being a kid um i i mostly remember it from judge vargas I actually do remember him yelling, Vargas, Judge Vargas. I remember that. And then um, the other thing I do re remember is uh, uh, Hugo Strange. Uh, this is probably my introduction to Hugo Strange. I will eventually, you know, like we talked about, see other versions of him, like the Arkham version, which I think is much cooler. Um, but this is like why my knowledge of Hugo Strange started here. And I – it's like a – it's – it's kind of a throwaway episode, honestly. I do like that we find out, you know, this deep, darkest secret, and it's, like, spilled, and he has to be clever in a way to kind of, like, defeat that. Uh, like, how do you, how does he hide this, you know, this, the secret that he cannot get out there that is now out there? How does he, how does he fix that? How does he, you know, put the genie back in the bottle, right? 
how does he close Pandora's box? And that that aspect of it, I I liked as a kid watching that. Um, it doesn't make the episode great though in reality when I look back at today. Um, and I don't understand what it is up with the like the writing teams on Batman the Animated Series, all these fucking like health resorts, mm-hmm. like like. Are they trying to get something across to the like, the producers or the executives? Like the writing team wants to go to health resorts for our our writing getaways, you know, for our like our our staff, you know, retreats. Like, there this is like maybe the third or fourth time we've gone to a resort or had some kind of resort mentioned in in the actual show, and and it was not just only mentioned; it was a part of the show. I mean, we had Cat in the Claw Part One. They wanted to put up a resort with Bocce. You know, and like, and it was a big deal. And then there was another episode where, where uh, Poison Ivy was running another like, you know, like day spa resort thing that Alfred went to. And now that we have this one, so we're only thirty-seven episodes in, and we've we visited resorts now three times. Well, it's like similar to Electrical Fires, and you know, there's been thirty-seven episodes. I'd say maybe like thirteen of them have involved somehow an electrical fire. Yeah. Electrical fire. Yeah, Steve, guess what? Ended. This episode has an electrical <laughs> fire in it. See, that Batman like... starts when he bashes the computer in the recording uh, room, in the control room. It just has, you know, there's like so many easy motifs, I guess. It's not just a, a uh, health spot. It's like anytime it's a vacation or something. Like someone disappeared and they came back different. You know, it's like that sort of yeah. easy sort of storyline. <laughs> Steve, could you call the forgotten? A, a resort <laughs> where Boss Vegas runs it? Uh, almost. That could have been. A working camp resort? Did you just see uh, Batman and Robin in the Batwing flying around? He's like, I okay, need I, a vacation. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. What other way, Steve, can you get any kind of badass way to leave a meeting <laughs> than to be like, yo, our meeting's over, Commissioner Gordon. I'm going to go hop in the Batwing. I'm going to leap off this ledge. I'm going to grab a rope. I'm going to get taken up to a Batwing where Robin, you know, and that's just a name drop. You just do right there in the middle of the conversation. And everyone's just like, Robin, he just said Robin, you hear that? <laughs> and he goes, and boom, we're going to fly away. And I'm going to get taken to Yucca Springs Health Resort because I need a vacation. Now, Dr. Strange looks like uh, a Dr. villain. Dr. Hugo Strange. He looks like a, a freaking villain from the get-go. Like, there's... He he's like you know they they start off with them just oh for sure with this creepy you know Stalin beard or whatever it is and he's just yeah uh, he looks like a, a Max Fleischer um like a, a villain like a scientist from the old <laughs> Superman cartoons the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons and I almost wonder if that's by design to some extent on the show I mean that's oh, yeah, that is Hugo that Strange. is Hugo Strange's look but. They kind of hunch him up a little bit more and make him more Danny DeVito like. So maybe. Yeah, and they they once again touch upon all the psychology, well the of uh, Bruce Bruce and Batman and the shame and the that he feels like it's his fault and whatnot. Yeah. But I yeah I still felt like this was just kind of a lackluster episode. Oh for I sure. Could have done more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially since like they only get three rogues in the end and they don't they get the three biggest rogues penguin yeah. penguin's been like in one or two episodes tops maybe and he's barely been in those episodes as big as a big character like he's not even the plot device but he's been like, in a movie so that's, well that's, that's why 
That's the reason, yeah. That gets him everything. Because I would say Poison Ivy's had more play than than Peng- Penguin so far or, in the show. Uh, whatever his name is, uh, the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. Is Scarecrow, good. yeah. He's had like three or four episodes now. Mad Hatter's had two episodes. Mm-hmm. But those aren't, I guess, villains that care about his identity. They've had their chance to like look at his mask and they haven't tried. Oh, you don't know, Steve, because Poison Ivy, come on. If they if they if Poison Ivy was part of that group walking in, that would have been great. That would have been cool because then you're like, oh yeah, look, it's like even more. Like, give me more villains. Like, where was Josiah Wormwood? Where was Lloyd <laughs> Ventress? Where was Boss Biggest? Where was, where was Nostromo? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where were these people? We need them. We need all of these low level, you know, <laughs> proper named people like Josiah Wormwood and Lloyd Ventress. You know, we need those people. We need them. They make Joker look bigger and better. So I like that, you know, like we were saying before, the Joker basically died an episode or two ago. And here he is, back from the dead. Three episodes ago, I think, yeah. (laughs) Laughing Fish, yeah. He's back for no reason, no explanation. He's back. But you know what we get, Steve? We get an amazing outgoing message on his answer machine. <laughs> it is fucking great. I love it. I fucking love his answer machine message with a person screaming. <laughs> Boy, did you get a wrong number. Leave your message at the sound of the shriek. No, please, don't. This somehow involves Daggett, though. They mentioned earlier on that, like, this resort mm-hmm. is associated with Daggett. So I don't know if oh, Hugo yeah. Strange... Oh, yeah, I wrote and... that down. Yeah, Dr. Hugo Strange works for Roland Daggett. Yeah. yeah, so the resort is a subsidiary, Steve. That's correct. Yeah, they did say that. That uh, Yucca Springs Health Resort is a subsidiary of Daggett Industries. So, yeah. Daggett again. Daggett Industries, once again, you know, doing great shit, like hiring people to look into your dreams and then blackmail you based on, you know, the horrible fucking thoughts and memories you have and all that shit. He has to make back all that money on that lost uh, new gen or whatever that the... New, uh, renew you? Renew you. Or or all that money he lost on not exploding all of the low-income housing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or all that money he lost in uh, not getting all the strays in Gotham, the 10% of the strays in Gotham infected with a toxin that would make you sick that he has the antidote to that he would sell to you at a higher price than he would never need to. Yeah. Daggett Industries. I love it. Um, and now we're seeing the uh, you know the auction, of course, of the tape for Doctor Strange's auction. Doctor Strange's auction for all those rogues we spoke about: Joker, Two Face, and the Penguin. And, and so they all were on the same plane together. They all show up together. What was that plane ride like? That would have been a fun little like they should do a side episode about. How they all got to the same plane. Just 20 minutes of them in the plane. That's it. Like Uh like a sitcom. I would enjoy it, I think. Perfect. The Penguin's probably the most annoying one. All right. Um, Well, you know what, Steve? Guess what? I'm going to have a little pop quiz for you. Are you ready? No. Pop quiz time. Good theme music. Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Mm Mm-hmm. Batman's secret identity is purchased by the Joker, Two-Face, and the Penguin. How much did they buy Batman's 
Secret Identity 4. I forget the exact amount. It was like 52 million and then 53 cents or something like that. Close, Steve, but you are incorrect. What is it? Is it like a funny number? The correct answer is 51240685 dollars and as you guessed it correct though, 53 cents. That was really close. I said 52 million. You said 52. Pretty close. Absolutely. You rounded up a little bit too high, but you were ballparking it pretty close considering there was 52 to 51. So, yeah. You know what? Something happened in this episode, Steve, that made me remember something I experienced with you a few times. Oh, no. So Is this going to go back to you talking about gay porn? See, I got a huge cock. Gay porn? What are you talking about? Was I didn't talk about gay porn this episode. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. Well, cool, boys. Go to another episode. You mean last week when we talked about uh, uh, Milo Notice? <laughs> Play that audio back now, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Oh, did we lose somebody already? We're learning about the very intimate desires and fantasies that make up this complex man of men. So there's complexity. So there's like, he's experiencing emotion because he owns this club, but he's like not part of I the club. Like Are he's you sure he owns the club? Jacking up onto it. This is a lot of coming. I think he's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much coming right off the bat. This is a big scene. This might be bigger than Big Guns too. This is just the, the startup. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't like the kissing. Like that, that is a big you issue. Sure? Look at those artistic shots. What is he doing up there? Yeah, he's like Tom it's a handheld camera. Yeah, it was handheld, huh? It's a dramatic scene. It's a dramatic shot. We're sorry for the sweating? ruse, or I am, but uh, he is sweating. This is what this was what the Cool Boys podcast is. Yeah. Welcome that's to why, that's why yeah. I don't listen Bye. to Join us, won't you? <laughs> this is the fourth time we've done this. We've also found out the first scene is usually the longest. It goes on for about 45 minutes. And then, <laughs> and then they try to do some plot, and then they do like rapid-fire quick scenes of like a blowjob, an ass lick, and then like the big grand that. Big Guns 2 was like that. A huge he, he, opening here, here's scene, the right? Thing. The other ones had like us on, t on computer screens we could switch off of without like, you know, oh, there's a lot of cum. But right here, <laughs> this is like a giant TV in front of us. We're forced to like center around. Like this is much more intense. I don't know if I can do it on a TV like this, sitting casually on a couch. This feels very weird. <laughs> Part of this ruse thing was uh, I was planning I, on having it synced on all the monitors I have here, so it, no one could look away from it. But there was no practical way to trick you like that. Yeah. Like because well, if it's violent, you're obvious. like I'm gonna put it all around you. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, why? It's better for the sound. Yeah. This I don't is, like how many guys are in this scene, man. There's that too many guys. There's no way to take off your jeans. I, who's your favorite? Striker, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't really done much. He does Look the at that. He's doing he's like a backhand. Right I don't know now. what he's doing right now, but it looks intense. What's he's going on with his stranger. right hand? Right. Yeah, I think he was stranger. fingering his butt. I think butt. he was fingering his butt, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Who are these guys? That's Milo and Otis. Yeah, that's Milo and Otis right there. Ah, those are good times, weren't they, Steve? But, Steve, what I actually was referring to is you and I go see movies all the time together. And you did a couple jokes. They were your ongoing, your running gags, your, you know, your ongoing jokes. And uh, like, like George Costanza, 
with the Hindenburg exploding, and he yelled out, That's gotta hurt! <laughs> and everybody freaked out and loved it until the laser pointer guy showed up and ruined everything. Uh-huh. You did this. You did this thing. You did the same thing Joker does in this episode. You uh-huh. would be at a movie theater, and you would randomly go, Focus! 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 <laughs> And I would laugh my ass off, and we and I knew you were doing, you know, Joker from Batman in the anime series, but because they'd used it in like promos and things like that. But uh, yeah, I I, th- I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. I do not remember doing that. Oh no, you did that all the time back in the day when we were like go see movies. <laughs> yeah, focus, focus, focus. The other thing you did Uh-oh. was you you did the Grandpa Simpson. Um, when you would yell at the uh, THX, uh, you know, trailer like he did in The Simpsons. That was the other thing you always did <laughs> as well, too. You're a funny guy, Steve. That's all I got to say. And you know what? Cool Boy Nation, it always brought down the house. Yeah. Steve's little focus, focus jokes <laughs> or turn it up, turn it up jokes killed every time. Ugh. I would also throw popcorn. So I was a mixed bag. Yeah, nobody liked the popcorn <laughs> when you threw it like that. I think everybody hated that. <sighs> Oh, it was all, it was it was always weird. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, it was real fun," until you start throwing popcorn, and then and then what happened? The problem was you would start throwing popcorn, and then Cool Boy Andy would start throwing ice for no reason and hurting people, mm. and then like fights would start breaking out, and then you would get into like fights, but you would just knock people out. It was so fucking crazy. And then when the cops would come, you would just be on blast and be like, "Bow, bow, bow, bow!" <laughs> wow, oh, that really took a turn. Alrighty. <laughs> Well, um, so Joker does the goofy hauler when he's, like, you know, crashing the plane. I love the goofy hauler. Oh, yeah. It, classic. <laughs> yeah, fucking classic. He's got full it. Looney Tunes. <laughs> he's, like, wearing this, like, jacket. And yeah, it's very uh, uh, reminiscent of, like, uh, Tiny Tunes even and Animaniacs and mm-hmm. that type of style. Yeah, like, he's just pulling costumes out of nowhere just like Bruce Wayne does. They're, they really are meant for each other, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I like how when they find out that it's Bruce, they just can't believe it. Even Two-Face is like, oh, that's retarded. Yeah, you're an idiot. Why, well, yeah. But why? But why? 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 Why the fuck would Dr. Hugo Strange auction a tape off with the big fucking words on it or fucking letters on it that spell the name Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. Like, you can see it from 100 yards. you be like, oh, this is Bruce Wayne. Oh, it's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't need to spend a dollar on this shit. It's Bruce Wayne, everyone. It's Bruce Wayne. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and then of course, yeah, everyone immediately like, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> you stupid." What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. You stupid. You stupid. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. You stupid. What's nine plus ten? That's stupid. And you think about it, it's like, why would it be? Um, If you look right now, Batman's being driven around by Alfred. (laughs) Bruce Wayne's butler. uh, That's a little odd. A couple times, a couple times he's done that. Like, Batman is just driven around with Alfred. 
And there's big times that Batman's randomly showing up at Dick Grayson's college dorm room. <laughs> but let's just, you know, whatever. It's stupid to think it's Bruce Wayne. Well, he does have Dick come, or he has Robin dress as Batman. And so that does, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that? dresses Bruce or whatever. Yeah, yeah, dresses Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is what the fuck is that? So, Batman or Bruce Wayne has has in his costume closet. He has literally janitor Batman, police officer Batman costume. He has Thomas Jackson costume from like uh, the Laughing Fish. He has. Baron Yosek's costume from fucking whatever that Josiah Wormwood episode was. He's got, you know, even a Bruce Wayne costume in his... Bruce Wayne owns a Bruce Wayne costume. What The way I imagine it is that he has some sort of, like, 3D latex printer. Yes. You said this before. That's right. And of he course. just enters in his computer. Like, it's not like he has them all. He, he throws them away when he's done. And he just, like... It's garbage. And it prints <laughs> yeah. out a new mask. And I like in this one, they actually explain that how Robin was able to pretend to be him because he's wearing stilts. They usually don't explain the, how the body you know, functions change, but they yeah. show Robin saying, like, hey, look, I did a good impersonation, and it was hard wearing stilts. Ha, ha, ha. I always love it, Steve, when Bruce Wayne was, like, playing, like, Thomas Jackson or Baron Yosick, and they're, like, you know, 300-pound men, and he's just, like, you know, all of a sudden has, like, you know, He's fatter. He's putting on all this, you know, clearly this bodysuit. I think he actually is using Clayface's stuff. <gasps> oh, shit. You're saying he's Operation Paperclipping it all? He's mm -hmm. taking all the fucking bad guy stuff and turning it around and making it good guy stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucked up crazy. Yeah, that's, the, that's what's really going on. Next week, we're watching Heart of Steel. So... That's fucking awesome right there, man, because we are going to now see stuff that you're talking about, about them doing molds. I mean, like tissue molds and skin molds and masks and stuff like that. We're getting into the Terminator world. It's exciting. So they're going to kind of call on to those things that you were just talking about. Kevin Altieri, another another Kevin Altieri episode. Steve, what are your boys for the strange secret of Bruce Wayne? Uh, you know, I guess I'd give it like two and a half boys. It was it had a fun idea, but it kind of dragged, I guess. Two and a half out of five boys. Do we always say, I don't think I've ever said out of. Do we say two and a half out of five? I say, I, I at least I let the audience know out of five. That it's, yes. Wait, is your two and a half out of like a hundred or, or is it out of ten? Uh, yeah, it's always, I guess I've always based like a, a star system or... A boy system <laughs> on, a boy system. like, uh, you know, a five-star, five-point system, I guess. Right. Yeah, so I don't I, – I feel like most listeners get when I say two and a half that – Felk and Corey um, are used to and prefer the four-star rating, so the, the, the Roger Ebert, you know, um, rating style. So they always, like, have to skew themselves for the five and, and do the math in their head. Ah, uh, Interesting. Well, obviously, because I don't listen to cool boys. I, I didn't know that. Um, but you are a cool boy, Steve. <laughs> you're cool boy, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, what, is, what is your name? Um, you're cool boy, Steve, from the Batman and Beyond, the Cool Boys podcast, Steve. It was amazing. All I know is your name for uh, the um, episode where we pranked you with the porn uh -huh. was, um, yeah, you had a great name for that. Uh, that. That I gave to myself? 
you gave to yourself. Uh, no, I think I no, it's the name I like wrote for you. So <laughs> you had to say, play that audio now, Johnny. <laughs> hey, Johnny. <laughs> hey. Lastly, Cool Boy Nation, you can find Claire Mount's very own professional Batman aficionado, Steve, and all his hysterical <laughs> hijinks and cunning commentary over on our brother podcast from Cool Boy Central, Batman and Beyond the Cool Boys podcast. That can be found on podcast apps on your computer and cell phones. As always, you are welcome as fuck Steve. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Batman Beyond. <laughs> Thank you for listening, my cool bays. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Vizies from Heartworm. <laughs> from heartwarming. <laughs> heartwarming. Warming. Wait, what's wrong with this you word? You not say that word? You not say it? Heartwarming. Heartwarming. There you go. From heartwarming folk. That's Bizies from Tail Thumping Ballard. We have new names. And that's Bizies from Adventurous Escapades Noli. And then it says, that's Bizies from Pugnose Dorn. That's Bizies from Pugnose Dorn. That's Bizies from Curious Kitten Cory. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bizies from Curious Kitten Cory. Because we watched a show about pugs and a cat. <laughs> we watched a movie. Milo and Otis. And Steve. You're going to say, and that's Bizies from Steve from the Batman and Beyond show, Steve. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that, that's Bizies from Steve, that Batman and Beyond Steve. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, Steve from the Batman and Beyond show, Steve. That's a great one. I think I got it. This <laughs> is the image at the bottom of every one of our documents. That's the, the origin. That guy is wearing a hat. You know, I guess one thing that I did like about this and, and that they kind of always seem to, to harp on is the, the psychology of, of Batman. Uh, and so it did, you know, I had some notes on here that it was interesting that it was focusing on his guilt and, uh, and his revenge, uh, you know, to, to become Batman. And so th those are interesting, uh, you know, uh, behaviors that you don't really see come out on a, on a kid's show. Sure. I, I give it, I guess, a little bit uh, lower of a rating. I just give it two out of five boys. It's not a, a great episode. It's kind of boring. It, the crux of it, it all stems on Hugo Strange having the secret, but we know he's not going to get it out. It's the, it's the idea that because this is a TV show and not a one-time movie based on a character that I've never heard of, unfortunately this is an IP, right, that is a character I have heard of, Batman, it's, they're not going to just go and, like, drop a Tony Stark on us where they're going to be like, I am Iron Man. Like, they're not going to do the, you know, like, Bruce Wayne's going to let everyone know he's Batman and then the world moves on with knowing Bruce Wayne is Batman. Like, it's – so I know the secret isn't getting out. And so it's like that other episode. I forget what it was, Steve. Perchance to dream when – or dreams in darkness when the one where he's in the asylum yeah no i i get your complaint but i always i feel like, like it just, it's just it's a hollow threat it's just it's a completely hollow threat and so i'm never that's like interested by the time i'm in the second act the second act is uninteresting and then the third act just falls flat when the third act should always get you rock hard yeah I feel like any episode of a kid's show of a Batman series is going to be a, kind of a hollow. <laughs> no, I want to think you know? Batman's going like, to die. No he's never going to make it. Every, every one is, you know, at, in the end, he figures out a way to save the day. I think there's really rarely one that, you know, it brings more to the table. But uh, that's my uh, – so I find that, you know, that that's one, one thing that just happens in every episode. Is Batman going to save the day? Yes, you know. Yeah, but when, you're, when your plot is crux on the idea of, like, 
the secret's gonna get out. Like, and I understand then, like, I'm supposed to watch the plot line, like, hmm, I wonder how he stops it. That just to me is uninteresting. Or I wonder how he gets out of the insane asylum. Like, that to me is just uninteresting. And in just in general, those types of plot devices, I just don't like. It's just my opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, your opinion sucks. Well, you know what? This is really great <laughs> talk, Steve. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to mm-hmm. end it. Good mm-hmm. way to end it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I only mm-hmm. say it's a half mm-hmm. a boy better mm-hmm. than you, and I'm, mm-hmm. like, taking offense. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. Great stuff. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Great, stuff. Mm-hmm. great stuff, Steve. Mm-hmm. Cool yes. Boy Nation. Tune in next week. Same Cool Bat time. Same Cool Bat channel. Cool Boy Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyond.com coolboys at gmail.com new episodes come out every tuesday also please check out our other great cool boy central content with the cool boys podcast on itunes soundcloud google play and patreon be sure to like and subscribe to the cool boys also review us on itunes you can donate to us on patreon it only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air you can find the cool boys on patreon at www.patreon.com slash cool boys podcast Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy, Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Ballard. That's Bizies from Steve. See, I got a huge cock. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh.